and welcome to the bus stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackison, the executive director. And in today's NSTA membership update, just want to advise that the American School Bus Council, which NSTA is a member of, has provided a video called the Titans of Transportation. This video is being released this week, and it is part of this uh, actual membership minute um, where you find the podcast. We're excited about promoting the yellow school bus in such a positive way. We ask you that if you have social media platform that you take the video and you're able to post it on your social media platform and really become part of the process of highlighting all the benefits of the yellow school bus. And fortunately today uh, at NSTA, the bus stop, we have another of our colleagues who participate with the American School Bus Council. Um, it's Executive Director Charlie Hood. Uh, he's with the National Association of State Directors of Pupil Transportation Services, or as we call it, NASDIP. So, Charlie, welcome to NSTA, the bus stop. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, and that is, by the way, the world's most awkward acronym, NASDIPs. Uh, but uh, sometimes we just call ourselves the DIPs for short. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, any, uh, at any rate, uh, uh, thank, uh, thank you very much for allowing me to be on here. I think this is really forward thinking of NSTA and, and, and you, of you to hold these podcasts. It's a, it's a great medium uh, that a lot of people uh, find useful. Uh, so, and I've never been part of one of your podcasts, so I'm very honored in, uh, to be participating today. Well, the feeling is mutual, Charlie. We're so glad to have you. Now, for our listeners out there who may not be familiar with NASDIPS, why don't you take a moment to highlight the organization, you know, who you are, what you do. Okay. Uh, NASDIPS was formed by a group of core state directors back in 1968, so we're in our 52nd year. There's a common misconception that we're only or just about state directors, uh, although state directors are certainly one of our primary membership categories. Uh, and when I say state directors, I'm talking about the leaders of student transportation services and sometimes oversight and regulation, but, all, but mostly training and services within the various states who often work for either departments of education or departments of motor vehicles. Uh, it just depends on the state. Uh, some states have an enforcement person, uh, like a state patrol person who's the head of their, who's considered the, their state director of pupil transportation and others, uh, other, in most states, it's housed within a department of education. But we have about 400 members, not just state directors. And our membership categories uh, include this, uh, the supplier council, which is our vendor partners, and uh, many of the people who work for the various companies. The state and national associations council, which is uh, various state associations. We have about 24 of those. As far as the supplier council vendor companies, we have about 50 of those represented by about 200 total individuals. And then we have a kind of a catch-all category for associates. And we have, a, we have one other council that is not a membership category, but it's an important part of NASDAQ, which is the School Bus Manufacturers Technical Council. And that group consists of about six uh, representatives of the various large and small school bus manufacturers, primarily their chief engineering representatives, who help us work through technical issues that come up uh, that require their expertise. Uh, we have a board of directors, about 10 members on our board of directors, uh, including our president, Mike LaRocco, who sends his greetings. 
Uh, he's the state, uh, the co-state director in Indiana, along with Chris Kath, who is the with the Indiana State Patrol. Mike is with the Indiana Department of Education. We have two contracted services providers, myself as executive director, and uh, Jennifer Bruce, who serves as our administrative and member services uh, coordinator. We are primarily, NASDIPS as a group, is primarily in the business of distilling and coalescing information for our members. We, we provide, once we've done that, we provide guidance and assistance through various means. Uh, as an example, every morning I monitor uh, the Federal Register, and so as, a, as an organization, NASDIPS uh, monitors and, com and, and then we comment on uh, federal rulemaking proposals if, if needed or if applicable to yellow school bus transportation safety or the people or operations, whatever. We review important NTSB accident investigations, primarily those involving school buses, of course. Uh, and, we and we're often asked, uh, as is NSTA and the other organizations, we're often asked to respond to safety recommendations from uh, the NTSB, which we do uh, as reliably as we and as promptly as we can. We monitor state trends, what's going on. I, you know, I look at the Google News alerts all day, every day, just about to see what kinds of things are going on around the country, as well as, uh, needless to say, I have a lot of contacts from our members who tell me those things, uh, tell us those things. We collaborate with other agencies like yours, of course, uh, very closely, probably more closely than ever in my experiences. Uh, my tenure as a, a state director up until 2014 uh, with the state of Florida and uh, for many years and then and now since then as executive director of NASDIPS. We work with NAPT, Transportation Research Board, National Safety Council, American Academy of Pediatrics, uh, other groups like that. The National Conference of State Legislatures has been uh, kind of a more recent addition to our resource list, you might say, and they've been a big, big help because they do, as you know, they do really good work. And if you've got questions about, okay, which states have what kinds of school bus illegal passing laws, they kind of act as a collector and repository of that kind of information. So NCSL has been a, a great partner. That's a little picture of what NASDIVS does. Yeah, and uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, the catch words in the current climate have been collaboration and cooperation, um, not only with um, you, but we've also uh, cooperated and collaborated with the uh, National Association of Pupil Transportation um, on the STARTS task force, as I'm sure most of the listeners have heard. So with that in mind, from your perspective, tell us about the STARTS task force and its role in getting students back into the classroom this fall. Okay, well, you know, there was and is so much uncertainty that we're all dealing with relating to the pandemic and, and what transportation providers, uh, both public and private, should be doing to, uh, to continue doing what they do best, which is supporting education, that we formed, we collaboratively, the three associations formed the task force really back in early March. It took a while to uh, to reach fruition, but then it, uh, it really was about a five-week process from uh, late May until early July when the whole thing came together, which was a pretty remarkable accomplishment, uh, I think. But the purpose of it was... Uh, that we that while we know transportation is integral to education in the U.S. and, and we understand we also understand that our primary job is to support, support education. I'm not a big fan of terms like uh, like uh, we're non-instructional or we're ancillary to education. I think those send the wrong message. I think we're integral, but we also are do have to acknowledge we're a support service. And so 
the, the task force was really conceived to help student transportation providers at all levels deal with the, the information overload they were getting about the pandemic and the effects of the coronavirus, not so that they didn't have to multiply reinvent the wheel, you might say, and, and, and it was designed to provide uh, transportation providers with a framework and a way of thinking and planning for all the multiple roles that they have and the activities that they're associated that are associated with the resumption of classroom learning. We know that we're going to be primarily driven by, since we're a support service, by what governors and education commissioners and local superintendents and school boards tell us to do or ask us to do, but we wanted to be part of that process. And we felt like the best way to do that was to, uh, was to really educate ourselves and provide some tools where we could, we, where the three associations could help our members with that process of, uh, of local planning, you might say. The, the, the guidelines and tactics document that resulted from the work of the task force was released on July 17th, as you know, and we have been holding weekly webinars uh, so that our members and audience can understand and use the document most effectively, uh, especially as it relates to the critical health and operational issues that the pandemic has raised uh, within Yellow School Bus Transportation. Yeah, and you know, as you mentioned, the report was issued on July 17th. So we're about uh, three, three and a half weeks later. Um, have things changed at all? I think it would be a mistake to say that things haven't changed. Uh, obviously, change is kind of uh, you know, I I used to laugh about oh, I hate change, you know, blah blah blah. And my brother and I have this discussion while we're running in the morning, you know, because change is tough. Tough. It makes it hard. You know, you're used to doing things in a certain way, and you want to continue doing them that way. But in reality, we all have to embrace it, uh, have had, but especially now during the, the pandemic. So I think probably the biggest thing specific to get specifically to your question, Kurt, probably the biggest thing that's changed in the last three weeks in my observation has been that the conditions relating to the pandemic and the public health issues that it's raising have changed. Maybe not the, the mitigation procedures with masks and uh, social distancing and all that, that's been fairly well known, fairly well vetted for quite some time now, but quite some time being a relative term. But uh, what we're seeing a resurgence uh, of the pandemic, all of you have seen it in the news, uh, and, and more widespread effects throughout not just the urban U.S. areas, uh, like, you know, where, where it really peaked uh, a couple months ago in New York City or whatever, uh, but, but now throughout the U.S. and in more rural areas, uh, and the resurgence, is, as you know, is especially taking place in the Sun Belt and the Midwest. So the change that I've seen in the three weeks uh, since the report was issued, which the report really didn't, the timing of it was such that it really didn't contemplate all that, nor, nor did it need to necessarily, because it's still a good framework. Uh, but we're definitely seeing a resurgence, and we're seeing more and more schools push their start dates back later and later. Uh, a few schools around the country have gone to virtual learning only through, through have already said they're going to virtual learning only through the entire fall semester, which obviously um, an impact on the transportation and the need for transportation or the lack, lack of it. And in that sense, it's not good news for drivers and transportation departments because we're all anxious to get back to our on-site work. I mean, drivers want to go back to work. Uh, it maybe it has bought us some time to more thoroughly work through some of the planning that we need to do uh, using the starts templates and its tools. But in general, I don't see a lot of uh, 
upside to the continuing uh, uncertainty that all this has raised, but it is something we all have to deal with. And, and it has helped us learn to be flexible. It certainly has helped us learn to use uh, tools like this podcast or the Zoom meetings or go-to meetings or whatever. So we're all getting better at remote work, but uh, the kids can't get to school. All, kids can't get to classrooms remotely unless they do opt for all virtual learning. And uh, so that's that's the biggest change I've seen is that we, I, I think we've seen a more widespread um, uh, propagation, you might say, of, of the pandemic itself within the U.S. and in certain areas in particular. Now, early on, I had uh, Regina Phelps on, and she's a crisis management expert. And we've had her on three times. In the final time we had her on, she brought um, what was called the SIDRAP report, um, and and then something we posted on our website at yellowbuses.org under the COVID-19 resources page. But basically, it was interesting, um, in that conversation, there were three scenarios that were laid out. Um, We keep hearing about a second wave, a second wave, and that really is coming mostly from the politicians, but actually... I think uh, if you look at that SIDRAP report, and like I said, it's on our on our website, um, it shows a model of uh, continued, you know, waves that ebb and flow, um, and and those waves being regionalized, um, which is I think what what we're seeing. So um, I mentioned that so folks take a look, not only go to our website and see our COVID nineteen resources, but in particular look at that SIDRAP report. And uh, it was a very interesting uh, read, in my opinion. And uh, it's not lengthy at all either. So um, you won't have to dedicate too much time to reading it. But I do think that there's a lot of um, information that goes around, um, some of it accurate, some of it inaccurate. But uh, once again, I think the more information you can glean um, on a particular issue, the better off you're going to be. So that stuff is on our resource page. And I just make listeners aware of it. Now, Charlie, you know that in addition to the STARTS Task Force, NASDIPS, NAPT, and NSTA also collaborate with our original equipment manufacturers, Bluebird, IC, and Thomas Built Buses on the American School Bus Council. And there's been a lot of great activity over the last six months there. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit what's going on with ASBC? Yeah, one thing I think is 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 always important to to point out to people who maybe aren't as familiar with ASBC, uh, Kurt, is 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 that it's really not an organization. I think people need to understand that it's not a it's not another association. It's it doesn't have members, quote unquote. Uh, it has no corporate status, no bylaws, and so on and so forth. But it is an important coalition of those representatives you mentioned from the three associations and the three big OEMs been working since 2006 uh, to promote the value of yellow school buses and the importance of yellow school bus ridership. Uh, ASBC has been continuing its usual projects uh, lately. Uh, they've been sort of been in the background, uh, sort of on autopilot, you might say, but we are still, ASBC and its coordinator, Deb, uh, uh, Deb Swift are still coordinating the uh, National School Bus Safety Week poster competition and, and the distribution of this year's winning posters, which are going out as we speak. So maybe later on we can provide uh, contact information for ASBC itself or for Deb so that people, if they want posters, uh, they, they, can, they can request them. 
we're all also planning in the early planning stages for Love the Bus activities in February, which is, uh, I think probably all your listeners are familiar with, is a, an important time during which we honored the important contributions of school bus drivers in particular, but we also point out the value of school buses through media events and others. But in terms of the new, you know, the new things that ASBC is doing, the, 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 the pandemic issues are really where ASBC has been concentrating its effort lately, sort of to complement the, uh, the work of STARTS. Uh, we've been working, we, ASBC has been working with a, a contracted service provider, which is a marketing firm out of uh, Oregon and North Carolina, that uh, to develop professional back-to-school messaging and, and a marketing program. You mentioned that video, video which is coming out this week. I think your your listeners will be extremely uh, impressed. I know I have been with the early drafts uh, with the professionalism and impact of that video. So I, I would reiterate your encouragement that people use their own channels to help roll it out. Um, the, uh, you know, there's going to be a very, very strong social media presence, uh, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those, you know, all the various media platforms uh, or social media platforms. ASBC has revamped its its website. It now has a, a page kind of devoted to the, the COVID-19 issues and a lot of the new materials are, that are, have been produced by this marketing uh, firm for ASBC will, are going to focus on parents and media questions about the, the pandemic. So in a sense, ASBC lately is beginning to serve as the marketing arm for the Starts Report and all the messaging that goes with it. So. I would just say stay tuned to all that. I know NSGA and other associations will, will be posting, retweeting, and generally getting the word out uh, using all those new materials as a springboard. I know you and I, Kurt, and Mike Martin, the executive director of NAPT, are certainly going to be, have been, and will be doing a lot of media interviews as a result, press releases and information that's going to be going out. The and, I, and the goal of all this, quite frankly, with the, with the ASBC aspect of it and the marketing part, quite frankly, in my observation is to instill confidence in parents and the general public that we are working, planning, we are responsive to public health and, and student health concerns, that we know what we're doing and that we're continuing to communicate and that, we're, and that we're doing all that. We're planning for students, for maintenance of student and public health at the same time that we're continuing to communicate our longstanding messages about safety, environmental benefits, and, and access to education. Uh, yellow school bus transportation provides. So one of our Tuesday starts webinars, your members I think already know about our starts webinar series that we're that we just started this week uh, yesterday. One of the uh, Tuesday webinars uh, in the in the next two or three weeks will be devoted to the ASBC materials and in, in particular and how we can all leverage those to, to help get the word out about the value of yellow school buses and how we can help deal with the coronavirus pandemic uh, on our level and within our world. So that's about the, that's a summary of what ASBC is up to, especially lately. No, a lot of, a lot of great work. And uh, of course, hard to uh, encapsulate in, you know, in just this podcast, but I'm sure, you know, we'll be back on at some point and, and talk about more great work that we're doing down the line. But one final question for you, you know, the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic has affected all of us. Fortunately, NASDAQ's had to postpone its yearly illegal passing survey, as well as cancel its fall meeting. Do you have any updates for the listeners on those projects? Are you going to undertake the survey next year? And what's your meeting schedule like looking uh, moving forward? 
Yes, we will renew the survey next year. We canceled it for 2020 because our primary window is during the spring. And obviously that coincided, uh, unfortunately, with the advent of the pandemic and so on in the U.S. So our tenth, what would have been our 10th annual uh, will now become our 10th, uh, not, uh, not including 2020 annual in 2021, in spring of 2021. So we'll renew that, our illegal passing survey that's become a fairly important service to the industry and to the federal agencies in terms of documenting what we already know is the high incidence of illegal passing. The fall conference really, quite frankly, is a work in progress at this point. We, as we, we just recently made the decision to cancel it, to cancel our on-site conference in Grand Rapids as, as NAPT had done some time ago. We know that there will be some variation of a, of a of virtual meetings associated with it, much like perhaps much like what you guys just did with your annual meeting and convention. But uh, right now, we don't know what that looks like. We've still got to have some board meetings and some planning to get that done. Yeah, but it will be in the general late October through November time frame, more than likely, and unless we decide to extend it out over a period of several months in a more ad hoc or piecemeal fashion. Yeah, uh, and be happy to, to share any insight with you about our virtual um, annual meeting and convention. But the thing that comes to mind very quickly is make sure that you have good internet connectivity <laughs> is the first thing. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, as, as we wrap up, Charlie, you mentioned American School Bus Council. If folks want to learn more about NASDIPS, as well as uh, if you want to put in a plug for ASBC, where can they find that information? Well, ASBC is uh, AmericanSchoolBusCouncil.org. Pretty simple, although it takes a while to type it out. Or SchoolBusFacts.com. SchoolBusFacts.com is really where all the safety messaging is, and that's actually the more substantive and meaty information that most people will want to go to, especially this time of year with school startup. NASDIPS... Uh, that, that's the toughest question you've asked me, Kurt, because uh, right now we're in transition. We have a new beta website, www.nasdpts.org. Uh, that's been our longstanding web address. And the other way to get in touch with us, uh, you know, on nasdips.org, you'll find my contact information. Jen Bruce's information is on there if you have any questions about administrative aspects or member services. Well, no, thank you so much. Once again, for the listeners, our guest this week is Charlie Hood. He's the executive director of the National Association of State Directors of Pupil Transportation Ser Services, or NASDIPS, as we like to refer to it. Once again, Charlie, thanks so much for joining us at NSTA, the bus stop. Thanks for the opportunity, Kurt. You're welcome.